Our episodes contain graphic information and may not be suitable for all audiences. This episode deals with violence against children. Listener discretion is advised. Would you like some murder with your coffee? Welcome to Morning Murders. I'm Nicole. I'm Amanda. And I'm Brenna. We're just three gals who like to drink coffee and talk about true crime. True crime. True crime. The truest crime. The truest I was crime. just going to say the truest of crimes. The truest of crimes and the truest of listeners. Thank you all so much <laughs> for tuning in to us every Monday. And our That's it. That's the show. That's Goodbye. <laughs> Thanks, guys. No, it's super appreciated. And I just... We just love you guys so we much. Just we really love hearing do. from you, and it's really cool to see the numbers go up and just know that you guys are out there listening. It's and for really people cool. reaching out to us with crime ideas, crime yeah. ideas. Yeah, crime they're ideas. coming up. Yeah. Yes, they are. I know. I'm very excited for all, all the things that we have coming yeah. up. Really cool crimes. Yeah, really cool crimes. Please also send us your hitchhiking stories. Hitchhiking <laughs> stories. I mean, whatever. If you're just all like, I would really like this read on the air, but I don't want to read it. We we'll do it. it yeah, we will. We also talked about, the, this is a little behind base, behind the scenes for you guys, but like, we're also talking about maybe doing things like ghost stories. Like, if you have ghost stories, reading those. Yeah, because Brenna is a skeptic and doesn't yeah, believe. Have the skeptic read your ghost story be like, no. They're real. Here, Brenna, yeah. read this. And we're like, and I'll be like, I believe that you believe you saw this ghost. <laughs> <laughs> if you have something uh, especially disgusting that you would like a vegan girl to read, <laughs> please send it to yes. us. Crime, really vicious really crime. Vicious crime. Yeah. Or that one will have body. to get video up, too. Oh, my God. It's Because the faces are oh, the best true. part. I once read the stages of uh, how a body decomposes to the girls on our Marco Polo, and I started crying. She cried. I read it. She was like, and I was laughing. Laugh crying. She laughed. And cried. So we were like, "Do you not like this?" She's like, "No, I'm having fun." And we're like, "Okay." I'm so uncomfortable. If you get off, Amanda and I were like, "Do you? Do we? Are you okay?" Yeah. So we have a lot of fun good. stuff coming up, and we're gonna we have a lot of fun ideas and all sorts of things. Maybe some merch around the corner. Lots of fun things that we want to get going for you guys, and yeah. like so excited for the support. So yes. So thank you. So thanks. So thanks. we appreciate you and. For listening, uh, I'm gonna treat you with a story. Yay! All right, so, uh, hello, uh, ladies and listeners. Have any of you heard of the disappearance of Nathan O'Brien and Alvin and Kathy Lickness? No. No. <laughs> This is this is actually a, a Canadian tale. <gasps> Yay! Love me a Canadians. So love me a Canadians. Yeah, that was whatever. Love me a Canadian. Love me a good Canadian. Love me, love me a some Canadians. Canadians. Whatever. Tonight. They're all amazing. I have some wonderful friends in Canada. Yeah. Yeah. Hi Canada. We have Thanks some Canada. 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 Yeah, we have some lists. Yeah, I know Canada. my friend Jill in uh, Canada listens. So what? Jill. What's up, Jill? <laughs> all Canadian Jills. What's up? Because <laughs> <laughs> they're all just like Jack and Jill. All right. Yeah, anyway, Jill. Unless they're from Quebec and then they're Gilles. Oh, yeah. Jacques. 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 Where does your crime take place in Canada? Uh, this is, we're going, I'm going to take you to Calgary, Alberta. Oh, shit. Ooh. All right. So, in Calgary, on the evening of June 29th, 2014, Jennifer O'Brien had just finished helping her parents with a three-day-long estate sale. She and her one- and five-year-old sons, um, or, I'm sorry, 
she had her five and one-year-old sons with her, so she decided that, like, after a long day, it would just be easier if they spent the night. So in the middle of the night, uh, the one-year-old started to get fussy, and Jennifer needed to take him home. So she left her five-year-old Nathan in the care of his loving grandparents and would come get him first thing in the morning. However, when Jennifer called the house the next day to let them know she was on her way back, no one answered. So she decided to just drive to the house anyway. You know, maybe her parents had their hands full with Nathan and couldn't get to the phone. But when Jennifer entered the house, she was met with a gruesome crime scene. Pools of blood were scattered throughout the house. Oh, no. There were bloody footprints and drag marks down the hallway. Drag marks? Yeah. Most terrifying to her was a tiny handprint in blood smeared along the wall. How long was she gone? Just overnight. She left in the middle of the night. She left before 3 a.m. and came back in the morning. Oh, no. Oh, no. Jesus. Holy shit. Yeah, you leave just... Oh, my God. Sorry. Yeah, that's crazy. So she ran next door and told the neighbor that, like, she thinks her family has been killed. The neighbor called 911 and the police arrived immediately. The first thing they did was sweep the house to find the bodies, right? Because they told her, like, you know, stay at your neighbor's. Don't go back in just in case someone's in there. Um, So they assumed that they would find bodies. But neither Nathan nor his grandparents, Alvin or Kathy, were found. Mm. An Amber Alert was immediately put out. And this would actually end up being the longest running Albert, Albert, I'm sorry. (laughs) This would be the longest running Amber Alert in Alberta's history at the the time. Um, It was lasting 15 days. There was, there's actually been longer now. Damn. Oh gosh. So even with the large amount of blood at the crime scene, family members, you know, they had to hold on to some hope that they might still find them alive. Sure. So the RCMP, which is the Royal Canadian Mounted Police... Mounties, Mm, Uh, they were fast-tracking all the blood samples through their lab. Uh, The lab techs were literally waiting at the door with open arms uh, so that they could be processed immediately. And, like, as someone who works in a laboratory setting, that's that's a big deal, especially because there are certain things, like, with, you know, microbiology and things where they need to sit on the plate for a certain amount of time in Mm -hmm. order to get a good reading. And so, like, for them to just be, like, we're doing this and we're doing this as fast as we could. Right. And even, but even that, what I'm getting at is like, even that is within like five days, you know, because right. things, there are things that can't be rushed. You know, you put it in, you run it in the machine or in the instrument rather, and it just has to stay for an hour and you just right. wait yeah. until it's done. So it takes Damn, time. It's crazy. So yeah, they're trying to stay, salvage any time that they have between like transfer, like bring it in, like we got it, let's right. go. Like we got to yeah. go because like these people are still missing. Right. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, not one bit of DNA from a potential subject could be found. What? Jesus. It was uh, speculated that the killer wore a bunny suit. A bunny suit? You know, yeah, because there was just nothing. Except he forgot his booties. Because the only thing left for the detectives were size 13 Dr. Scholl's footprints left throughout the house. Huh. Tap that for later. Mm. Oh. So, Senovis Energy, who employed Rod O'Brien, that's Nathan's dad, was offering to pay any ransom if one arose. The O'Briens made two two public statements. One was to ask for their son and parents' safe return. 
The other was to ask anyone who came to their estate sale that day to come forward and be fingerprinted. Because mm. they thought it was possible that he came by the house. Scoped it out. Yeah, because yeah. they'd been having a sale for a couple of days, so maybe he came. This person was just like, oh, all right. Scoped out the house, like you said. Mm, figured yeah. out what they were going to do. Yeah. The police worked round the clock on this case. They looked into about 1,300 leads. Some officers talk about how they don't even remember going home for weeks. Mm, right. uh, one reportedly had a newborn that his wife would just like bring by and be like, hey, remember us? Yeah. <laughs> like, Aww. we love you, but we know you gotta find these people. Um, the lead detective on the case said, uh, two weeks of my life were one long day. Oh, jeez, I bet. Yeah. Just all melding into one thing. <laughs> So the police eventually got it down to six persons of interest. Included in this list was a man who had shot Alvin Lickness's daughter years before. <laughs> Jiminy yeah. Cricket. Yeah, uh, but he was just, it didn't, whatever. Uh, oh, it's just Josh's. Uh, just, you know, it was whatever. It was whatever. It was JK, JK, JK. There were a few disgruntled employees of Alvin's and a man named Douglas Garland. In 1992, Garland was said to have uh, been selling drugs out of his farm. I'm, I'm sorry, excuse me. The farm he was still living at with his elderly parents. Oh, oh no. Yeah, oh, so winner. No. Uh, it was raided, but they only found like things to make the drugs. They didn't find any actual product, oh, okay. so they couldn't take him in. Just like equipment and stuff. Right. Okay. It's like you have Sudafed, but you don't have methamphetamine. Oh, got it, got it, got right. it. Um, so Douglas went on the run after this for several years, but was discovered in 1999 in British Columbia and convicted of drug charges. He was using the name of a dead teenager so, uh, so that he could get a job as a chemical mixer. And apparently he was good at this job. He eventually got promoted, but the stress of it led him to a mental breakdown. Ah, oh, these mental breakdowns. Yeah, so oh, he couldn't okay. handle it. And, like, he couldn't get unemployment because he was technically on paper a dead guy. Ah, oh. uh, <laughs> dead guys don't get paid. Dead Didn't guys don't get paid. Put that on a shirt. <laughs> yeah, that dead guys t-shirt. don't get paid. Okay. Dead guys don't but. get paid. <laughs> dead guys tell no tell no tales. Or get paid. Or get paid. guys get no checks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. But so how does how does Douglas Garland fit in with the Lickness family? Well, Douglas was the brother of Alan Lickness's wife, Patty Garland. Okay. So there's Alvin and Kathy. Those are the grandparents who are missing. Mm-hmm. They have their son, Alan, and daughter, Jennifer. Uh, but their son, Alan, is married to Patty, whose brother is Doug. Douglas. Okay. okay. What a family that, tree. Yeah, there to make that clear. Clear as mud. <laughs> so police posted flyers in the neighborhood to be on the lookout for a green 1970s Ford F-150 truck that uh-huh. they believed might have been tied to the investigation. It had been seen driving down the Lickness's street right around the time of the murder. Hmm. Patty Garland instantly recognized it as the one belonging to her brother. So she told her husband, who in turn notified police. Turns out, Douglas had more than just a family relation to the Licknesses. He worked with Alvin around 2006-2007. Douglas was hired to do some wiring for a pump that Alvin and his son Alan were working on. Calgary Herald reporter Bill Graveland said, They worked together on building a pump for the oil and gas sector. The brains was Alvin Lickness, and it was his invention. It never made a penny. It never got used. But apparently, Doug Garland was angry and bitter over it for years. Mm. 
And then I read uh, a bunch of articles that just said that there was a falling out because Douglas was not answering the phones, which is a little different. So I'm not exactly sure what the agreed upon job description was here. Um, regardless, I think Douglas felt he was going to be a bigger part of the company than Alvin really ever intended for him to be. Mm. And so that just formed this unnecessary grudge. Sure. Um, especially unnecessary because as far as I could see, like the whole project never went anywhere. That's what he said. It never made a penny. It never got used. Mm -hmm. But yet this guy's super mad about it. He must have had a lot of expectations that weren't met there, right? Like he expected it to be a big thing and it didn't get that big. Like he probably put all of his little mental eggs in that basket and then it never blew up like he probably thought it was. Possibly. And that's on him. You know, the expectations are just future resentments, so. Ah, I like that. Oh. Katya. Katya! Yeah. Yes. So it was, uh, it was theorized that, yeah, this resentment built up so much that when he learned that Alvin and Kathy were about to retire in Edmonton, he felt he couldn't let them leave without having his revenge. Oh, no. So this has been just, like, festering and festering. He's like, all right, well, they're going to move, so i got to act fast. <laughs> Instead of just, like, they're going to move, so let's just let this go. And then right. move on with my life. Yeah. No, it's ridiculous. Then I wouldn't have a story to tell. That's true. Right. That's All right. True. So a few days after Patty Garland made that call, investigators found Douglas, brought him in for questioning, and ran to search his property, uh, the farm that he lived on with his parents. And that was about 40 acres worth of property. Yeesh. Yeah, that's a lot. So on July 4th, 2014, police were able to search his farm without a warrant. And that's because uh, Canadian laws allow this under exigent circumstances. So basically, because at this time, it was possible that they could be looking for live people, they could they could go search the place. Mm. Um, but they couldn't do a deep search. So they're not allowed to like get in small areas, like open up all his drawers, look through his journal. He can't do that, but they can come onto the property and do a quick look around where they could possibly find these people. Ah. It's like when your parents say like, I can't find this thing. And then your parents go, did you look with your hands? <laughs> right. You can't look with your hands. Yeah. You're looking with your hands yeah, you because can't. then it's not admissible in court. I, I've never heard that before. You haven't? Yeah, I like, haven't either. What? Hands? Well, you guys just did, you didn't have, uh, well, okay. Like somebody would say like, mom, I can't find this thing. And then you'd say, well, like, where'd you look? And I looked here and I looked here. Well, did you look with your hands? Like, did you pick things up and look underneath? Or did you just oh. look your head into the thing and go, I can't find it? Because mm. kids are hilarious like that. Because they don't know. Kids. Okay. Kids. They don't have years of experience of having to look underneath stuff. They just think it's not there when they can't see it. <laughs> no. That can make a big difference. Just picking something up. That's literally, literally, I was in an escape room and we would have lived had I picked up a hand thing and looked underneath it. Yeah. So, oh, you gotta, you gotta look touch everything. I'm yeah. obsessed with escape rooms, but that's for another day. Yeah. <laughs> Although I know Christina and Cora, I know you're listening, and I love you, and I love doing escape rooms with you. They're Yay. my, they're my, my escape rooms. <laughs> yeah, they got, they, they made a monster out of me. <laughs> look with your hands. Okay. Look yeah. with your hands. Look with your hands. All right. Another t-shirt. But get, <laughs> but get consent. Get consent. But get consent. Yeah, look okay. with your hands. All right. Get consent. That's like underneath. <laughs> All right. Go on. So, speaking of red flags, um, <laughs> one red flag they found, uh, <laughs> you like that? One red flag they found on his property was a burn barrel that was still smoldering. Oh, no. Mm. He was cold. He was, it was chilly. It was, it was chilly cold. in July. Yes, it was July. 
All right, so, uh, but it's Canada, right? It's always cold. Yeah. yeah. It's all the time. It's yeah. always cold. So police were not able to charge Douglas with Nathan's disappearance, but they were able to keep him on charges of identity theft. I couldn't see where this was from, so maybe he, ha- maybe he had, uh, like, their IDs on oh. him. I don't oh. know. That's all I saw was identity theft, but not, like, the juicy deets. Or maybe, yeah, he may be in somebody's ideas, because if it was theirs, they would have been, like, okay, you did something to them, but if it was, like, some other people's, I don't know. Oh, right, so they were like, oh, but you stole someone's, or in the past. Mm -hmm. Regardless, uh, he had to return to court for the identity theft, but it wasn't enough to keep him behind bars for long. So, like, they were just trying to do anything they could to keep him behind bars. So, eventually, he was released on bail, but he wasn't allowed to go back to the farm. Now, police had obtained that warrant, and they were currently searching every inch of the place. Ooh. All right, now take a sip. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> shit's about to get weird. Ooh. Weird shit. So, hidden in the rafters, in the basement, police found a hard drive. And I'm just going to list in no particular order their horrific findings. <gasps> Searches and downloads like Attack Your Victims at 3 a.m., The Element of Surprise, The Sam Shepard Tale, mm. <laughs> Painful Ways to Torture. A number of images of men and women wearing adult diapers. Some of the people wearing diapers were being restrained and tortured, possibly killed. Apparently he had a huge diaper fetish. Like, this is a big fetish of his. Uh, So also in the home was a book on how to poison people. Mm. A book called The Joy of Killing. Mm. A set of prosthetic breasts. Two long blonde women's wigs on mannequin heads. Sure. Racks of women's clothing in Douglas's size. Perfect. 89 pairs of men's and women's shoes, also in his size. Okay. Handcuffs, some in child sizes. A hacksaw, blades, leather straps, bone saws, knives, guns, a straight jacket, and finally, one empty box of Dr. Scholl's Delta IIs, size 13. Remember I told you to tap the, that for the later? Size and the the, the yeah, booties from the money suit. Yes, but and and they actually they saw him on a hardware store security tape and he's wearing those shoes. So they were that's how they were able to be like, nope, that's not just like you have the box. I know you own these and I saw you wearing them. Yeah, CCTV. It's funny, I totally forgot about Nathan and for a moment I was like, maybe he put those child handcuffs on his own penis. Like I was like, what else would he use them for? I, my brain went like But I don't think Nathan was part of the plan. I don't think Mm -hmm. he intended to harm Nathan. I think Nathan was just at the wrong Wrong place place. at the wrong time. He expected him to go home with his mom. Yeah, I think he's just a sick fuck. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was well then then he had to if he didn't intend to buy those handcuffs to use them on a child, then maybe he didn't use them on his penis. Well or maybe he just like those tiny hands. I mean, I have a smaller than a seven-inch wrist. Like, oh, I got no. little baby hands and baby wrists. Little ba- baby hands? Yeah. I'm just picturing But this. I'll still yeah. fight you! Also, who baby makes fingers. child handcuffs? Who, who, who makes who, who them? Makes who manufactures yeah, them? Who's, who's well, I mean, like, like, there are, like, you know, like, the, the there are kid, child the kid police felons. costumes come with child-sized oh. handcuffs. I was thinking what there are kids who go to prison. Oh, broken out. Yeah. That's where I went. Child, straight to child. You child you're, you're going to jail. You know how easy it is to break out of those little children's those little fake handcuffs. But if you're a so kid, easy. sometimes you don't understand. I feel like I got stuck in them. Well, 
Uh, they gotta get those finger traps. That's worse. Yeah. Little finger traps. Oh, yeah. Could you imagine if in the list of things also, and three Chinese finger traps. Three bloodstream Chinese finger traps. God. All right. So even with all of these finger traps, they still... They still didn't have Nathan, Kathy, or Alvin. Jesus. But that literal smoking gun, the burn barrel, was still fresh in everyone's minds. Mm. Now, with their warrant in hand, they were able to actually sift through the ashes. Oh, yeah. And what they found brought their search to a screeching halt. No. A single baby tooth. (gasps) Whoa. Further inspection would also produce burned flesh and bone fragments. From the moment Douglas was released on bail, he was being watched by the police. So when he tried to get back to the farm, (laughs) after specifically being ordered not to, they picked him up, took him back into custody. Mm -hmm. So during the trial, the grisly details of Nathan, Alvin, and Kathy's final moments came to light. At 3 a.m., as researched, Douglas drilled a hole in the Lickness's locks in order to gain access to their home. Once inside, he first attacked Alvin, then he moved to the next room where Kathy and Nathan were sleeping. And then, like I said, it's believed that Nathan was never part of the plan, but he didn't want to leave a witness. Yeah. How old how is old, he? Yeah, how old is Nathan? Yeah. Five. Oh, yeah. Real, Nathan real, is the real five-year-old. Real key witness there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> five-year-old. Too yeah. many cricket. Uh, so he took all three bodies, shoved them in the bed of his truck, and sped off. And that's the tape that they found later was him speeding off. Uh, they would later find a sheet that he had used to line the truck bed, which had three distinct stains where their bodies would have been. Uh, that warranted search revealed a meat hook found to have Kathy's DNA on it. Nathan and Alvin's were found on a saw. Detectives said they believed Garland chopped the bodies up before burning the pieces, and they were certain they were right when they found all three of their DNA on a pair of rubber boots in the size 13 mm. sitting nearby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Sergeant uh, Lynn Gallen, a forensic investigator with Calgary Police, took the jury through a very detailed footprint analysis. Uh, from the crime scene photos, RCMP was able to decipher it down to three different shoes. One being the Dr. Scholl's Delta 2's size 13. So they made like transparents, you know, like transparencies, how mm-hmm. we used to have mm-hmm. back in school. Uh, of like on the projector? Right, exactly. They made those of the three different shoe okay. prints. Um, and then they took them to the crime scene. And when they lined up the Delta 2's right over the bloody footprints, they were an exact match. Mm-hmm. So they knew these were the shoes the killer was wearing. Another piece of evidence uh, that they came upon was just completely by chance. Um, so a mapping plane had just happened to be flying over the farm that day. You know, like a Google Earth kind of thing. Oh, like yeah. just a mapping plane, right? And uh, so that day, Nathan, Alvin, uh, it was the same day that Nathan, Alvin, and Kathy went missing. So it clearly shows two headless torsos <laughs> wearing diapers laid out in the grass near the burn barrel. <laughs> And near there, near them is a smaller body believed to be Nathan. Hell yeah. Oh my god. So he diapered them. He diapered them. Yeah, he diapered and tortured them. I don't know if he was alive when he put them on the meat hook. I don't, I mean, I don't know if he might have put the diapers on them while they were alive. I have, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. he had them in the bed of the truck, so it makes me wonder. Oh, that's true. Therefore. So, like, Mm. he just did a bunch of stuff to a bunch of dead bodies. Because I know that when you die. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, when you die. So you just bring diapers with him? Yeah, your body evacuates everything when you die. 
So, like, that's half the reason why those, uh, what's his face? Is Ed Gein with the sheets that they oh, have yeah, at, yeah, the, yeah. at the, the museum? Oh, at the, at the museum. museum. Yeah, like, that's why there's, that's, there's fluids, because your body evacuates everything when you, when you die, because uh-huh. you're no longer, nothing's holding it I anymore. don't know, man. So, on one hand, I'm like, I wonder if he did that for that reason, but on the other hand, they've been dead for a bit at that point. Right, because he had to drive, like, I think they said it was, like, 20 minutes from the house to the farm. Yeah. And it's known that they died in the house. Well, he, yeah, because they found the, the sheet. How would they have gotten him out? He threw him in the bed of the truck. So they had to be dead, especially or, with all I that mean, blood. With all that blood at the scene, there's no way that someone was. alive, but not, like, they, able to They would have bled out more. But I think it, it's, like, the amount of blood at the scene. They sure, were like, sure. yeah, we're looking for bodies, not. I mean, even if they were alive, they, it's no different, yeah. right? Like, he still got, they were either bleeding out or dying, mm-hmm. you know? So right. that's kind of funny. Just put diapers on the dead body. I don't know. It's like hat on a hat. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, <laughs> when, I don't yeah. think it was for anything functional. <laughs> I don't no, even. Yeah. I don't even have a metaphor for that. <laughs> <laughs> you stumped me. Hat on a hat. I got nothing. Hat on a hat. It's just I don't know. It just feels. But I, he, I guess he was. He was into a lot of things. I feel bad because you know a lot of things. People, there's fetish people that love feet, that love all sorts of stuff, that love dressing as a woman, that do all these things that like. Don't kill people. Don't murder people. Right. Yeah. yeah. So you don't gotta murder people. Yeah. I don't get the diaper thing, but like whatever you you do you as yeah. a as a consenting adult. I don't really give a shit. But Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Giving him a bad name. Yeah. All right. You so... give diapers a bad name. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. Wow. So. So his father did, uh, Nathan's father did a victim impact statement saying that he didn't even have enough pieces of Nathan to properly bury him. Oh, man. It's so sad. When someone dies at sea. (sighs) So after 10 hours of deliberation, the judge found Douglas Garland guilty of three counts of first degree murder. Good. Hell yeah. And as soon as he was taken back to Calgary Remand Center, he was physically assaulted by multiple inmates. Oh, I'm uh-huh. sure. I'm sure. Yeah, Child I mean, killer. nothing major. He was fine, but like, ah, karma kicked his ass. Yeah, like, <laughs> you suck. You're a child and you're a grandparent a... killer. You yeah, think? you're you're the worst. Yeah, we're dumb. <sighs> if you um, if you would like to help the O'Brien family, you can donate to the Nathan O'Brien Children's Foundation. Aww. His parents set it up in his honor, and they've been building parks and helping families with medical bills, um, basically coming to the aid of children everywhere. Aww. Jennifer, Nathan's mother, said, quote, Nathan loved sports. So we have an annual decathlon where we have children come out and learn how to play hockey. He would have loved to have been part of that, right? So it just makes sense for us to do that for other children and other families. I love that. Yeah, so yeah. we've we've put a link in the show notes to their Facebook page, and we encourage you to give if you can. Yeah, every little bit helps. Every little bit helps. Mm-hmm. So, ladies, now that we've come down to the ends... What are your final sips? Um, you know what? My final sip is you could be a fashionista with 80-something pairs of shoes. You can have wigs. You can do all the things that you feel like you need to do to get off and to feel good. 
Just don't kill anybody. Yeah. Yeah. That's the good of dad. Just don't kill anybody. Just don't kill anybody. Do you all wear as many diapers? Yeah. With as many dresses and wigs and fake breasts and shoes hey as you want. Hey man, that's just like EDC. Sounds like a, you know. Yeah. People do that. Right. Yeah. Just do <laughs> it. Outdoor festival. Do it. Just don't don't kill anybody. There's no reason to kill anybody, even no. if like a project falls through. Uh, I'll reinstate my thing that I said. Your expectations are just future resentments. Yeah. Mm. You're just yeah. setting yourself up to resent somebody about something later. Absolutely. Yeah. My, that goes with my final sip, which is revenge is an ugly color in mm. all forms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like chartreuse. <laughs> Isn't it like a green? Yeah. It's like I mean, I baby green. puke green. Oh, baby puke oh. green. Maybe like mm. a baby puke green brown. Grosser mm. color. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Love Gross. it. Gross. Yeah. I, uh, um, okay, my sips were, um, first, if I had to name this episode, it would be the shoals are made for murder. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, but for real though, um, I kind of, what I took from this was that communication is key, mm. right? Because I kind of feel like if, if they had talked about the project and, what was going on and mm-hmm. been honest with each other. Obviously, like, we we probably don't have the whole story, but I feel like this is one of those things where, like, if you had just communicated, maybe we could have not murdered? Mm. I mean, communication is key. It's very valuable. So, yeah. <laughs> Even if it's scary, talk to people. Talk about it. Talk about it. Talk about Taco it. about it. it. Talk about it over tacos. <laughs> Talk about it over and tacos. coffee. And coffee. And Those coffee. don't really go well together. But hey man, I you know totally what? Do that, I was so. going to say, we actually did that. We did. We today. literally, <laughs> we did, literally that today. did that. We did that today. We ate tacos. And now we're drinking burritos coffee. Burritos and bean yeah. water, baby. <gasps> oh, cheers to burritos and bean water. Yes. Cheers. Yes. Actual our plastic cup. Yay. Recycle. Uh, Thank you right. so much for tuning in for another awesome Monday. I love starting off the week off with you guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. And this has been another fantastic episode of Morning Madness. Have a murder you like to talk about over coffee? We would love to hear about it. Email us at morningmurders at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to Morning Murders. In today's show notes, you can find our cited research as well as a few of our favorite mental health resources. Oh my god, oh my god, you guys. That's the musical Ben hates. I know. Yeah, Ben hates Legally Blonde. That's funny, and I, I felt that I'm glad that you were okay with it because you were like, and Music Man, I was like, gross. I know, I was I like, I the Music Man. I like, can't win them all. <laughs> Definitely don't know how to spell Jean Bonnet. Jean. Jean. J O N B A N E T. I think. Bennett. Bennett. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be fun. I mean, but I, I think it's. Means. I think it's like. It autocorrected to Burnett. Joe Burnett. Joe That's Burnett. Joe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. Good old Joe, Joe Burnett. Yeah. Joe Burnett. Good old Joe. Good old Joe, Joe, Joe Burnett. Burnett. So. Oh my hats. God. Oh, only a sweater. I need a sweater. Sweater. I need a sweater. And bucket hats. They are all sorts of crazy shit. And dad shit. hats. I want a dad hat. Ooh, I love dad hands. So yeah, I collect dad hands. Oh, we do need a dad hands for right now, and that's okay because the Lord provides. Is with us. The Lord is with us. <laughs> Our dark Lord provides. The dark Lord provides. I actually just gave money to the to the dark Lord to the <laughs> to the <laughs> satanic temple. Yeah, man. Nice uh, for reproductive rights. Yeah, man. They're hey. all about it. They are. They are. 
Mm -hmm. Hail Satan. It's literally my hot body. I do what I want. I do what I Love want. Satan. Love Satan. Satan. Send. <laughs> Satan. Send. Love Satan. 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 Uh, I'm Satan. <laughs> my friend my friend has said to me before, she's like, you can't deny your dark lord Satan. Because <laughs> I think that's a vegan it's substitute. Because yes, <laughs> I'm vegan. Because I'm vegan. All right. <laughs> All right. I'm so excited. It's funny. When I sit in this chair, I'm like, Huh. And then whenever I see, like, video, like, of the past couple times, I've been, like, like, because I'm really listening. I'm, like, this is my, like, I'm like, listening so I'm, like, hard. Oh, my God. Are they serious? And then what? I still forget stuff Super when I listen serial. to the episode, and I'm, like, what? <laughs> that happened? That was a thing? That guy murdered somebody? Yeah, he <laughs> murdered somebody. He's such a fucking weirdo. Mm -hmm. Really? Trying to give me a watermelon in the middle of recording a Weed Dandy episode? <laughs> The fuck? Do you want this watermelon? What? Do you want? Hey, do you? I watermelon. Are you want? It's good. You want watermelon? I just I'm in the middle. I'm sorry. Right, you watermelon. Leave it while I. Are you hungry? Do you want the watermelon? watermelon? Just like, what leave do do? the melon on the doorstep. Yeah, like leave it on the doorstep. I don't know what happened to it. No one took it. I think he took it back. Carve it like a pumpkin. He drugged the watermelon and killed the entire household. That's like exactly the fuck. So next episode. Oh, I'll avenge you through our podcast. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Someone should. I threw it on the ground. Okay. <laughs> made a joke. Do you need us to clap or anything so you know we're like, for real, we're going to start now? Uh, yeah. I'm okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. We I did, did it. it. We did it before, did. so okay. it's not like I haven't warmed up. Um, Y'all ready for this? Hi. <laughs> Can I tell you, it took a lot for me not to go, oh, he he was already a part of a decathathon. Driving the bus to hell. Uh, uh, I'm uh, driving the bus to hell. Uh, 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 uh. Bring <laughs> sparkles. We did it.